Hi, this is Michael Schumacher speaking to you live from inside the Mercedes F1 simulator. You're listening to Gareth Jones on... Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed with Richard Porter. Hello. Zog. Hello. And I'm Gareth. And I can't believe that we have got 130-something episodes into this programme without ever having played this game. And I can't take the credit for inventing this game myself. Somebody asked me on Twitter the other day, and if you aren't following either Sniff Petrol or Gareth Jones TV... On Twitter, or the mysterious Zog, whose identity will remain a secret. <laughs> to be confirmed. Yeah, to be confirmed. Let's not go there with gonna, Twitter right gonna, now. No, I'm, I'm trying to get over yeah, my problem with yeah, Twitter. Yeah. but uh, yeah. We're working on it for you, as promised. I'm in therapy. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. Anyway, I'm the greatest of questions you could ask any petrol head is... What would be in your ideal garage? That's what I was asked. I gave the lads ten minutes to construct this. There were no real rules. One of them can be a fantasy car. Just go with what's in your head at the moment. Zog. Yeah, I'm sure you both had the same thing, where it's like picking a list of favourite films or your favourite... You, you just can't decide. Best so, girlfriends, yeah. yeah so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the list will have changed in half an hour, but right now I think my fantasy garage will be something like this. I'm going to have uh, Mercedes 450 SEL 6.9, oh. the classic... Late seventies oh. super saloon. Do you see? Do you know what's going to happen? And, and that's actually as surprisingly list, affordable. Everyone else is going to remember things they left off. It. Yeah. I, I that's why I'm glad that. I'm going first. Because oh I'm, yeah, uh, what year? Probably 76, 77. This is your number one choice out of your list. Why? Okay, well, it's because we could go into one or two movie connections, but that apart, it's the most fantastic Mercedes Benz luxury and style. At, I think it's best. Mm-hmm. Combined with an overwhelming assault of engineering clout that enables that lovely luxurious saloon to blitz round a racetrack at ridiculous speed and the expression cue car oh, is yes. bandied around sometimes i think that Merck may have invented I think the so. idea of the cue car i think the so yeah. very very normal looking I always wonder whether they call it the 350 SEL and then 6.9 as an afterthought. Sorry, 450. But but, but, but there was a 300 SEL 6.3 or something as well. There was, wasn't it? Yes, sorry, I'm getting all mixed up. But I wonder whether they put the 6.9 as an afterthought and as a different badge so you could prize it off again. And people would never know. And, and, well, and I believe some people did. I yeah, did. some I people would. did debadge it, and that would be uh, good. So that's my number one choice. Number two, this is a surprisingly accessible one. I, I'd have probably a 1971 Volvo P1800E. Now, this is my reasoning here. Uh, Quite a while back, I had a 965 Volvo P1800S, which I got because I just thought it was the most beautiful shape, this lovely, classic, 60s, Sports car coupe shape. The only but this is the Saints car. Yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah exactly. A Roger Moore Saint, and it doesn't go anything like as quick as it looks. 
but it's a really nicely stylish, uh, nicely yeah, it's mm. beautiful, beautiful car. I love that. E. I love that car when I had it. Yeah, and I'm going for the E rather than the S because the E has the fuel injected engine rather than the carbureted engine, yeah. and it's got the disc brakes all round rather than. Uh, Is it a shooting brake? No. <laughs> no, because, all of, because <laughs> not the S. No, but because although some people really like the look of the, the no, S. the ES. ES. No, the ES is the estate slash shooting brake version, oh. which some people, particularly Gareth, as you can tell, re, uh, do go for. But I like the coupe. So there we go. Mm. Volvo eight hundred E, and I'm going with a slightly later one. So I've got the disc brakes mm. and the fuel injected engine. Nice one. Okay, number three. Of course, I have to have a Porsche five fifty Spider. Oh, I'll probably go for the RS. Would it be silver, sir? Uh, of course it would be so. <laughs> I mean... Would it have know, stripes, sir? I don't think I have to justify this choice. Anyone who's right. ever seen one would Try and think... avoid the uh, Paso Robles area of California, if you can. <laughs> I gather those cars what? don't go so well around there. Fair point. Number four, I'm going to have a Ford GT40. Oh, oh good luck. Not a Ford GT, not no, the more recent... Right, it, no, but an actual, you know, 1966 Ford GT40. Which, what, like Mark II? So <laughs> yes. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Not the Mark Four. No one wants a Mark Not the long four. tail. Uh, not the early Lola no, one. No, the Mark Two. Yeah, I think. I mean, golf colours. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think they look yes. rather good in road car trim, in sort of like silver or something. Oh, it's a bit sort of hardcore, isn't it? Yeah. A bit of a well, what, it, it, what, it's white. A, it's almost too much, isn't white. it? White. Yes, white. Exactly. White. 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 A gold white. stripe or a blue stripe. Blue stripe, but yes, silver could work. Actually, I can argue go with it. I quite like the silver. Anyway, anyway, whatever it is, and again, you know, it, it doesn't take much justifying. When you imagine a '60s racing car, an endurance racer, that's mm. what your classic mid-engined Le Mans racer looks like. Oh. And yeah, I want three, one of those. Yeah. Fifth car, I'm going to have a Bugatti Type 35. Oh, mm-hmm. A classic 1920s racer, lovely lightweight. I think it might have been the first car to have alloy wheels in fact these lovely elegant eight spoke flat yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, alloy wheels yeah. famously terrible brakes on Bugattis weren't there I think oh yeah Bugatti's and the reason yeah. for this yeah. is it's there for going not stopping some braided hoses and some AP calipers <laughs> do a whole sort of job on it you could get that they were quite yeah. cable brakes weren't they but, yeah, well, but they were cable brakes I, I was, was going to say if you talk about sort of putting AP cables why don't I just put neon lights under it exactly yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the wheels off a Caterham <laughs> or a Westfield 7, that would do it, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 that yeah, would work. Yeah, yeah so I'm, no, I'm keeping this baby original and okay. driving it very carefully. So, so, yeah, as you know, I love Bugattis. And the Type 35, it's just right in so many respects. It just what? looks beautiful and it won so many races. Where would mm. you take it? So would you go to a race or would you go to an old circuit? Would you pay a, a homage? Uh, no, you'd want to take it on a track at some point. But I think it would just be... Uh, yeah, a little drive in the country, drive yeah, drive country. The, yeah, drive to Brooklyn. So. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, anything would be a pleasure in, uh, drive to Brooklyn. in that. We're sounding old, well, aren't we? <laughs> number six, I'm going to have a Citroen Light 15. Ah, um, Traction Avant. Absolutely, Traction Avant, or the 11 BL, or 11BL, as it's also sometimes known. 11 BL, I didn't um, know that. And Why, is he? Well, you wanted to be in the Antil mob? Surely they'd have had some kind of American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, you're oh, oh, no, it could be a diva thing, because anyone who's seen the movie uh, Diva, of course, a Light 15 makes a fairly significant appearance in Diva. It's a, you know, a bit of a screen icon in all kinds of contexts, but because it was in production for so long and because they look so good, and because they were so popular in France in particular, mm. you know, they're all over French films. I'm of the noticing 50s. a theme here, Z. I'm going to come to the theme at okay, the end. Okay, come back, come back and see what you're But there, but I'm having a Citroen 
Flight 15. It was also the first mass-produced front-wheel drive yeah. saloon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number seven, I'm going to have the car I've got right now because it's oh. done me so well over the last uh, five or six years that I'm going to hang on to it. I might have all of the things fixed on it that could do with being fixed or mm. slightly tweaked. So if it's going to the fancy garage, it's going to have a pretty good service. But I'm going to hang on to my 1987 Porsche 944 Turbo. Oh. I think it's an absolutely cracking car. It is. Then the three cars that are going in the garage to finish off my 10-car collection. Lamborghini Miura. Oh! Mm. Aren't you worried about the front-end lift at 160 miles per hour? You know about this, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to be laughing so hard at 160 miles an hour, I'm not <laughs> going to be worried about going, the front-end ah! lift. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, yes. Yeah, screaming and uh, laughter at that speed. Uh, that radiant so, green that they I mean, did? Yeah, or a nice bright yellow. Yeah, but something, something, something jazzy, though. Just, yeah. just lovely Italian, mm. if you impractical, it, if you, mid-engine. If you licked it, would it taste like a spangle? <laughs> oh, synthetic. Sherbet dip, maybe. Mm. Then I'm going to have, and you're going to kick yourself if you haven't got this in your garage, uh, Aston Martin DB4 Zagato. Ooh! Oh, bubble back in, of course, in, that, yeah, in that olive lo- green. Yeah, in, yes, mm. in, that, in that sort of slightly metallic yes. sort of, uh, yes. uh, version of sort of Aston Martin racing green, isn't it? And they just drop dead gorgeous. How can you make a car that gorgeous? Mm. I don't get it. When you think of it, you also think of the Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. The but, there, that, but I think, yeah, I, I agree. And so I'm going for the Aston. And then last of all, another Bugatti, the 1937 Type 57 SC Atlantic. That, that oh, really, yeah, really swoopy, beautiful. Yeah. So this Art this, lo- this looks like it could have been designed for Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Yes, exactly. It has yes. a blade down the centre, a seam, does it not, over the rear... Canopy. Yeah, there's a bit yeah. of seeming yeah. on it, and it's sort of very futuristic lines that actually have, you know, lasted quite well. So, I, I, um, I'm not dissing your choice, but I think I would find the rest of the world rather ugly and inelegant <laughs> if I owned one of those. I, there's nowhere you could take it that wouldn't be a disappointment somehow. You know, you'd glide down to Monte Carlo expecting it to be like it was in 1934, and you'd find that, in fact, it's a rather vile place full of rich Russians now, and you'd go, oh. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but I will... Uh, You'll take the risk. I will live with it. So imagine, I, will, I need I will to nip up to Brent Cross Shopping Centre or oh, Blue Water, or I've just remembered I'm going to pull into Hilton Park Services in your Bugatti. It would be a constant disappointment. I could just pop down the recycling bins with yeah. a couple of uh, boxes full of uh, glass Chuck in the bins, yeah. So, okay, so uh, there we go. Those are my ten. I love your top ten. Just run the headlines down again. I just want to see if we can draw a conclusion from this list. Go on. No particular order, but I'm just going to read them in the order that I gave them before. A Mercedes 450 SEL 6.9, probably a 976 or 77. Big saloon. A Volvo P1800E. Sporting coupe of the 70s. Well, 1970 was very yeah. early 70s. Porsche 550 Spider 1953. Famous star killer. Ford GT40 Mark II. God, I wish I'd chosen that one. Bugatti Type 35. I know Zog was going to choose that one. <laughs> Citroen Light 15. I should have guessed Zog was going to choose that one. Porsche 944 Turbo, or 952, if we're being really sort of geeky about the fact oh, numbers. Oh, because like the 951 would have been the left-hand drive 944 <laughs> Turbo. But that's a right-hand drive 944 Turbo, which, of course, is a 952. <laughs> Lovely. Chuck, I love you for that. That's Thank fantastic. You. Good, glad uh, Lamborghini Mura. <gasps> Sorry. Aston Martin DB4 Zagato. <laughs> and a Bugatti 57 SC Atlantic. 
Wowza. So it, what insights has that given you into well, personality? I, I, I'm looking at a strong movie influence there, I think, in the Porsche for James Dean, in the Mercedes and the Citroen as well, both movie influenced, I would suggest. And, of course, the final Bugatti could have been in a movie, couldn't it? It could have been in Things to Come by Alexander Corder, was it? The movies clearly influence your car choice. Well, well, you say that. Actually, I think you're right that actually the, the Light 15 I first saw in films and fell in love with in films. Absolutely right. But the others actually not. No, the Porsche 550, you're quite right. There's that very strong, iconic James Dean connection, which is part of the appeal, undoubtedly. And the GT40. But it wasn't... G40, that's just a racing thing, and it just looks so right, you know. Beautiful. Uh, God, I enjoyed that. Did you enjoy that? I enjoyed that. I'm going to have a little rest, then we'll enjoy another (laughs) list. I've got to just think about that for a minute. I'm here on the streets of the capital and as you can hear, behind me the protests are becoming increasingly heated. Excuse me, sir, what is it that the people want? They simply want an end to this uh, ridiculous situation. An end to the situation? What, with your Prime Minister or the government as a whole? What are you talking about? The situation with Lotus. It's extremely confusing. You can't have two teams with the same name. Also, why has the green and yellow one got so many drivers? It's crazy. You know, in my country, Bahar is the word for a camel's anus. On Gareth Jones on Speed today, we're playing I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours, and that is a list of 10 cars you would love to have in your garage. I've got to do mine because I can't contain myself any longer. I genuinely can't. All right, it's going to start. And this is funny how these things come out top of your head. You know, you start to write the list. Just see what comes out. Yeah. I wrote it in no particular order. I started with the Bentley Continental Flying Star Super Leggera. Okay. Okay, yeah, nice. Which they're now... It was in the news a couple of weeks ago that they are... Oh, I say the news, like it wasn't at the news at 10 on the BBC. It's in car news that they're taking on extra staff and expanding the factory to make more of those. One You're for me. One for you. Yeah. If you don't know, this is a shooting brake version of the Bentley Continental built by Super Leggera, who had a Carazziera. I think they're Swiss rather than Italian. I can't quite recall mm, now. I thought they were Italian. Maybe they're Italian. I can't recall. But as my two sons and Violet will tell you, whenever we're out driving and we see a Bentley, I go, Bentley! And my boys say, that, Dad, you greet that car like it's an old friend. Oh, Bentley, my old friend. <laughs> so I have a real Bentley, effect. Bentley, get us another bottle of port from the cellar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a real affection for contemporary Bentleys. I really do. And to have one that was a shooting break would be my perfect car. I'd be very happy. Okay, next one. I bet you didn't see this coming. Grinnell Scorpion. Oh, I didn't see that coming. That's interesting. Three-wheeler. Three-wheeler. One wheel at the back. Yeah. And a, a Yamaha, I think, 1100 engine. Motorcycle, motorcycle yeah. yeah. I wondered whether an Aerial Atom was going to make it onto the list. Oh. The Grinnell Scorpion. Do the Aerial Atom owners club still listen to this show? I don't know. Do you guys? Tell us. Do what? you? Can you, you hear us? <laughs> My reason for the Grinnell Scorpion was I was presenting how, and someone sent me some stuff about the Grinnell Scorpion. I thought, oh, what a fantastic how to do. But we couldn't really do it justice. Because the story I wanted to tell was, you know, how can you make a three-wheeler stable? 
because, mm. as we know, the Reliant three-wheeler, one at the front, two at the rear, was really unstable, documented beautifully on Top Gear. Go around the corner, mm. it can fall over. But turn it around the other way, and it becomes a very, very, very good shape for a very fast, light car. Mm. And that's what the Grinnell Scorpion was. Big, fat rear tyre, low, light motorbike engine, big, wide front track, mm. two seats, open top like a caterham. A great idea for a car. I wanted to do it, but, of course, how studio-based and really a thing like that you want to do out on the track to demonstrate the dynamics of it. You could do it with models, but we never did. So it was the how we never made. The Grin on Scorpion. Love that car to this day. Okay, number three. Lancia Delta HF Integrale Evoluzione 2. That's the one that I knew was going to be on your list. I had forgotten. I'm predicting there may be more Lancia's on the list. Actually, there there may be one or two more. I think a a white hen, undoubtedly, and maybe a Dedra or two. Uh, (laughs) I think I I, I don't know, maybe the the, the Thema with the Ferrari engine. Was it a Thema? Oh, no, you're straight. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's got that one. He's actually on he's his list. Oh, no. Did you forget it? I'll come to that. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I had the Lynx Aventer on here, and I crossed it out and put Mitsubishi Imiev. Yeah. Well, How modern am I? Well, you're modern, but explain your thinking there, because I know that Lynx Aventer, you know, your estate slash shooting brake development of the Jaguar XJS, I know why you'd go for that. Why are you replacing that with the Mitsubishi Imiev? Well, That's, um... I, th- I think because the Continental right, will satis- working. satisfy my need for the shooting brake. I love the Lynx Aventer. It would have to be the one with the, was it called the AJ6 engine, Richard? Was that um, the right engine? Yeah, as opposed to what, the V12? Yeah. Yeah. There weren't very many of them. But I think I'd rather have the Mitsubishi IMF because of the dozens of really tiny journeys I absolutely have to do delivering my children places. And a little electric car would be great for that. In the but neighborhood. Gareth, you're assuming that within your 10-car garage that you still have exactly the same life you have now. Ah! <laughs> I mean, presumably you'll be minted and you'll live on a huge estate somewhere. Okay, that's a good and point. you won't have to take your children around. I mean, apart from anything you'll else... You'll have staff to do that, surely. I think we would all have the problem. If we actually had these 10 cars, where would we keep them? Well, in our fantasy my, garage. My street, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're talking about our that's 10 car fantasy garage. We've got a fantasy garage to put them in. What is it they say? You can't have everything you want in life. Where would you keep it? Okay, next one. Because the Mitsubishi Omnia was an electric car, of course. Mm. I thought that was important to keep Bobby Shemelin happy. Okay, next one. The Quasar motorbike of about 1974, I think. This was a feet forward almost fully enclosed British motorbike that was a sort of a shape of a rhombus mm. and it had a roof over you rather like that BMW C2 mm. or whatever it was mm. called mm. but it was just so 70s it looked like something that would have been designed by Derek Meddings for one of the Jerry Anderson series that's what I thought motorcycle of the Is future. it true to say that in the 70s 30% of all futuristic things were called quasar. <laughs> I think they probably were. <laughs> it sort of feels like it. I eat quasar bars. Exactly. <laughs> play quasar, drive a quasar. Oh, yeah. are they all play quasar. Hello, welcome to ITV, welcome to quasar. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the, the, the quasar laser thing was sort of in the early 90s, I think. Whoa. But the other thing about, the, all the, of course, all of these 70s quasar things is they probably all used the same typeface. Yes. The same one that sequential circuits used on their synthesizers. Yeah, exactly that one. The only downfall of the Quasar, which may take it off my list, would be the fact that it's it got... It falls down. It does fall over, but it has an 850cc engine. For the Reliant engine. It was the Reliant uh, four uh, block, which mm, would have been terrible. Yeah, okay. No, it's a very light engine, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the fantasy car. Long wheelbase, Lancia, Fedra, 
A Ferrari. I'm telling you this before, when I went to San Marino, the Ferrari team turned up in red Lancia Zetas, yeah. which had BBR wheels and the Scuderia shield on the back. It was just the most attractive fusion. It was like a... They'd been a, pimped Italian style, basically. Yeah, it looked like a Lancia Zeta Integrale. Isn't it something to do with Scientology? No, that's Zenu, sorry. <laughs> so that would be a Lancia Fedra long wheelbase, big enough to accommodate the kids. Okay. Well, I've just remembered I've driven one of these. I've driven this shape of thing. Oh, bloody awful. I'm sure they were, but in my universe, it would be fettled by Ferrari, Maserati, <laughs> not, uh, or... Um, or Aston. Aston. Well, just, just, just in case Ferrari and Maserati though, yeah. were busy. <laughs> were too horrified <laughs> by the idea and said no. Yeah. <laughs> Maserati, actually. I'd like a... Lotus? You've got to be kidding. A Maserati... <laughs> a Maserati MPV is what I really want there, okay. to be honest. Okay. okay. Lotus Evora S, convertible. That's the new supercharged. Now, you see, I'm already thinking, why haven't I got a Lotus on my list? Yeah, but there you go. it's too late. It's too late. You made a choice. I did. It's got a lion yeah. in it or something. Or you've got to um, drive it up the road. Yeah, well, uh, well yeah. yeah. The convertible's coming, I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm on the list in well, my head. I, I think in my head. <laughs> I mean, no, the current generation of Lotus road cars... Could be the last ever Lotuses, yeah. couldn't they? Not by all, except the current management of the company. Yeah. But they, are just, they are just lovely. So okay, good choice. Car good choice. 8, a silver... And I think the colour is important here. A silver Jensen Interceptor Series 2... Oh, mm. bumhole. I forgot about the Jensen Interceptor. No! Or even an FF, to be honest. Yeah, do you know what Inter- I said? Interceptors well, do you know, class- there's a company that now takes interceptors and completely rebuilds them and puts a modern Chevy V8 in it, mm-hmm. as uh, they have in Which the one? Vauxhall VXR8, that mm. engine, and completely modernises them. And they're brilliant. And, well, I don't know, I've not driven one, but they look brilliant. The- oh, I would actually have an interceptor SP. You know, the, oh, the yes. With the vents in the bonnet. Oh, the yeah. It's nice. nice thought. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that. Mm-hmm. The yeah. SP. Yeah. Yeah. But the... Uh, oh, I could go one of those. The yeah. Jensen FF will surface again in Gareth Jones on speed quite soon, actually. That's all I'm saying. Um, here's one. Yamaha TDM 850. What? A motorcycle, Richard. Oh, OK. It's a motorcycle. What you do is you take a car, but instead of giving it four wheels, you just have two wheels and you balance the engine in between them. It's a <laughs> radical idea. So, so it's kind of track. half as good as a car, is that That's what some people say, yeah. It's, I think uh, other people say it's twice as good. You have two of those, then, which yeah. means you have choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a TDM850. Uh, I've ridden bikes for years. I haven't got a bike at the moment. If I had a bike, that would be it. Just sporting, practical, but tall for driving in London. So you could see over the tops of cars, brake early, rather than being down behind cars. Yes. Safe bike, the perfect bike for London, in my opinion. Always thought that. Mm, TDM 850. And finally, a Gibbs Aquada. Oh. You're having an amphibious car. Yes! Well, you would, wouldn't you? Okay. Because you could. Because then you could get in your car and you could drive down to Dawson. You've got to go to the BBC from, you know, North East London. You go to Dawson. You drive into the Regent's Canal there and you just... You you go along and you get out at White City and you go to the BBC. Where's the Regent's Canal near White City? I was going to say, what... There's a road parallel. If you go north from White City... It's somewhere like Royal Oak? It's Royal Oak. Well, Little Venice, basically. If you see the you come to Little Venice, you drive up... In London terms, think of all that commuting that it would have. How fast can you go on a canal? I I wouldn't be in any hurry because I'd still be going quicker than the traffic across London, which is eight miles per hour, isn't it? Well, there you go. You're going slow. 
lowered then. You're going to be late. But it's a straight line. I'm going to have to say, I'm sorry Gareth's not here yet. He decided <laughs> to take <laughs> his Gibbs bloody Aquada again. <laughs> I why when he's got nine other perfectly good things, including a motorcycle, and he could have been here in no time at all. For some reason, he's puttering he's broken down, down the on canal. the Regent's Canal. He's just clattered into a flock but of ducks. But he's having a good time. The AA can't come out and help because they haven't got any... Amphibious I was playing <laughs> Thunderbirds. That's what I was doing. I really was. There'd be an AA guy throwing tools to you from the bank of a canal. And, you know, shouting kids going, Dad, where are we going on holiday this year? Please don't say it's France again because we can't bear another cross-channel visit <laughs> trip in the Aquada. Here's my list again. Bentley Continental, Flying Star, Super Leggera, Grinnell Scorpion, three-wheeler sports car. Lancia Delta HF Integrale Evolutione 2 Mitsubishi Imev Electric City Car Quasar 70s Motorbike Look it up It's fantastic Lancia Fedra Long Wheelbase By Maserati I've invented that one Lotus Evora S Convertible Coming soon Silver Jensen Interceptor Like Dave Hill from Actually Dave Hill from Slade <laughs> Had a Jensen CV8 Did he? Yeah but for many years I believed it was an Interceptor I'd misheard And so I've always harboured A need mm. for an Interceptor I will have the Interceptor Rather than the CV8 I know you have to have The registration Yob 2 <laughs> Or an FF of course Um Yamaha TDM850 twin to respect to the two-wheel option. I know we've had one before, but that was a gimmick, really. And the Gibbs Aquada. Not a gimmick, a solution. That's your story and you're sticking to it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Can't wait to hear yours, Richard. Darren welcome to the celebration of 125 years of Mercedes-Benz. I am on stage here with the very latest Mercedes SNK, but sadly not the very first Benz patent motor wagon, which is still running and remains in use as a minicab. What we're about to do, for me, feels a bit like opening someone's mind, looking deep into their head, or seeing that their wish list for Christmas. What will we learn about Richard Porter when we ask him, Richard, name the ten cars... I don't know why I'm doing this as Carl Sagan. Here on Sesame Street. <laughs> Carl Sagan as... Keep the front. Um, your ten cars in Richard Porter's fantasy garage. Honestly, I could spend a week on this and still not have a list, but from ten minutes of thinking, I'm going to start with predictably my Jaguar XJR that I have at the moment. Oh. And I, I say that because, you know, sometimes I think with cars, particularly older cars, you come and go with them a little bit in as much as sometimes they're all right, but their faults and their flaws are all prominent in your mind. And then sometimes you're just completely in love with them and actually you're totally blind to any failings they have. Yes, right yeah, now, yes. I'm totally in love with my Jag. Oh. I'm taking it for service tomorrow and when it ends up costing me an arm and a leg to get fixed up, I probably won't love it so much. <laughs> but last weekend I had to go up to the northwest of England and it was a beautiful evening on Saturday I wasn't in any hurry to go anywhere, so I sort of took a long way round. I went for a real strop across the Cheshire Plain on some roads that I know quite well. Hmm. And, and it was fantastic, and I haven't really done that with it before. And then it took me back down the M6 and M4C on Sunday evening. 
and the traffic was a bit rubbish but it's a very relaxing way to get around I just thought I love this car so much it's almost impossible to express so that's number one on my list a year good call. year good model call. well that one outside so 99 XJR that car in fact I already own it so that's one off the list it means I've only got nine that I have to save up to I, I feel bad about buy. not including my Sora both of you have included your current cars uh, well the next thing I'm going to have just because I'd find it impossible to ignore you see what I've assumed probably unlike you two is that if I have all these cars, I am filthy rich, and I also have a much, much nicer house, and it's somewhere in the countryside. I thought, well, you know, it's, it's a fantasy garage, so I also have a fantasy Georgian mansion somewhere as well. Yeah, well and right. so I've got a Range Rover. I don't okay. want the supercharger on, because actually I find it a little bit stupid and pointless, and the suspension is too hard. So not a sport? No. Oh, God, not a sport. Good, good Disgusting, good no. Good. But just a kind of, um, sort of classic your Range classic Rover. Rover. Okay. Ideally, actually, the one from before they've just facelifted it, uh-huh. and they put those twinkly yeah. lights. In the front. I find it too bling. Uh-huh. Just yeah. imagine that Jordan could drive one quite comfortably. Not Eddie, I mean like yeah, the yeah. hyper knocker idiot. And um, so I just want one of actually pre facelift and with the TDVA engine in it. And I would be very happy. I just think that's an essential car. You would yeah, find yourself using it more than anything else. Green, I think. Sir? green Yeah, Probably dark green. Dark green, green or dark blue. Not quite black because right. that's a bit too, again, it looks like. You might play Labrador in the back, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Pair of wellies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. I, mean, I actually would. Labrador. Even if I am filthy rich, I'd probably buy one second hand yeah. and try and get a good deal on it because it would be the one that you'd put the dogs and crap and all sorts in. Take the up back shooting. Of. Take up shooting. Yeah, I'm not sure I would actually, but it's nice to know I could because I've got the car for it. If I had a shooting. I'd be blasting away all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be shooting working class people. Well, well exactly. Uh, Shoot the poor from my Range Rover. Oh, right, right. Um, so yeah, that's oh. that. But then at the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I'm going to have a Lotus Elise oh, S. Now, it's the one from yes. sort of... Which yeah. I'm not sure they make anymore. I think they fiddle with the range again. Run out of engines, I forget. I have been told that that might have happened. But it's the base model. It's the one they brought in yeah. about three years ago with the Toyota engine. But it oh, hasn't yeah. got the full Trixie variable cam timing on it. And it's much nicer because of it. We mm. have the supercharged. Yeah, and the yes. supercharged one, again, yeah. I find too much. It's just yeah. like it makes a whole load of noise and it's just a bit too aggressive. The Elise, it's a delicate It's about sort of sports balance. Car. It's and exactly about getting about balance. Right. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Good, and it's the best Elise I've ever driven. And, and this is the, the, very the car and, uh, that will get closest to putting you physically in contact with exactly. the ground with it's, your it's, fingers. It's yeah. almost, it is deliberately... Yeah. See, I put a bit of thought into this. It's yeah. the antithesis of the Jaguar Lovely. and the Range Rover. Nice little simple sports car for beautiful days driving around the beautiful part of the country that I now live in. I don't know where that would be, but it's clearly not here. I heard um, you bought Kent exactly. for this kind of money. <laughs> so, next car, I'm assuming I've got a massive house, and so I've got room to not necessarily drive this car, but hang it on the wall, or at least have it installed oh. in a room that I just go and sit in sometimes <laughs> on my own. It's an Alfa Romeo Tipo 33 Stradale, yes. which I still think is one of the best-looking cars ever made. As soon as I hang on the wall, I had this vision. I went to see an exhibition of Alfa Romeo. At the Science Museum, uh, or, the, or the Design Museum. I can't remember, I think I went to the same thing. This was, I think, at the Design Museum a few years before, but you're right. This was a one They also had the Tipo 33 no, at the no, no. Alfa Design. There was a Tipo 33 race car, but this was a road car, but they had the same V8 as the racing car. So apparently it's phenomenally highly strung. Do we know the year? And it just looks... Uh, roughly about 67, 68. I remember when I saw that car in the flesh for the first time, I was absolutely knocked out. I was yeah, me just too. bowled over mm. by... A, how achingly gorgeous it was, and B, just how timeless and really how modern it looked because the lines are just so right and it's Mm. so... It's a coupe. It's I don't know the car. I'm confessing I'll, here. I'll I can't visualise it. I won't show you a picture of it now. No bat wings. No, it's just... No bat wings. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's so pure, the shape is... And it looks 60s futuristic, but... In the 60s, it would have just looked... 
incredibly futuristic yeah, yeah. thought whereas now you know it looks like a vision of what the future would have looked like in the from past. 40 odd years yeah. ago but no it's beautiful it's also probably I don't know there's something it's incredibly sort of curvaceous in the right way it yes, is exactly. uh, at the risk of sounding like Swiss Tony it's like a beautiful woman because it just <laughs> it is it's got hips and it's got tits curves in all the right places gorgeous yes. so I'd have one of those but it's I wouldn't necessarily place. drive it because I don't know whether I'd want to be let down by discovering it's a bit of a to drive, and maybe I should just keep it in the you just, like, pure white. That's a room. nice idea. You just look at it every now and again. But the thing is, I've got ten cars. I mean, it's going to be a struggle by the to swim more going anyway. Exactly yeah. by the pool. Yeah. Now, one that is from the real realms of fantasy, but which I would try and use at least once before I realised it was impractical is Bugatti Veyron. No, yes. would you I go would, for the I would, Do you know what? I th- I've come back and forth on this, but I would have the Super Sport one they've just announced because this seems to be the ultimate of the ultimate. In it's your colours, it's in. Well, I mean, I suppose you could have it how you want. I don't know. I quite liked the ones that they announced it with, which was sort of very dark grey and orange, because mm. I quite like orange, as anyone who's ever looked at the Sniff Petrol will know. Exactly um, your colours. So, oh, I see, right. I thought yeah. you meant like, okay, yeah, not yeah. like a racing colours, I'd decide, yeah. but, which would probably be that anyway, yeah. now you mention it. It's the ultimate, the ultimate, why not? And I probably would drive it once, and it would just go, oh, well, I can't use this in... For the mm. absurd performance well, the that it has, you know, it is, by all accounts, a remarkably practical I'm, and easy car to drive. Really it's remarkably small for... Use it every day. It is quite small. Uh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. You've, you if, know, for what it is. Hang on. Yeah. If it is the ultimate, have it for that reason. Mm. Why haven't you got Thrust SSC or Bloodhound on there then? Because what I absolutely adore about the Veyron is exactly what Zog has highlighted: is the fact that just one day it happened to be the one that was closest to the garage door, and you were just nipping out to get milk and a newspaper <laughs> and stuff, and you could take the Veyron. <laughs> I, I, that's what I mean. Genuinely, you could. Yeah. I presume that if you left it for a while, you need to keep it on a trickle charger. But thereafter. I imagine it starts first time. You know, yeah, it's I'm been sure durability it tested in the same way that a polo or a golf is, and everyone goes out to their golf every morning and assumes it will start first time, and it will. So I believe it's will become too. the car of choice by the Wolfsburg Council members. <laughs> they, yeah, they drive, it's the official Wolfsburg <laughs> Council car. And just, is, and just the last thought that maybe is that the thing that is fantastic about the Bayron really is just the scale of the engineering achievement to make it do what it does. Mm. And as reliable as it does, it is really astonishing engineering. As a fan of old Bugattis, you know, when somebody announces a new Bugatti, you think, oh, well, this is just attaching a badge to a VW mm. in badge engineering. This isn't Bugatti. You know, absolutely forgiven. No, they've done it right. They've done a magnificent job. It's a, it's High a, praise it's a great car. Yeah. Great car. Well, High that's praise. the thing. And I think the engineering is interesting. I've never driven one. But I don't think maybe it would give you even the driving pleasure that an Elise would for as much of the time that you drive it. Because yeah. a lot of time it's frustrating driving ultra high performance cars because you yeah. can't use their ability. However, I haven't got this on the list, but I reserve the right to flog the Veyron after six months and buy a Ferrari 288 GTO. Oh, which isn't oh. on my list, but would be okay. if the Veyron goes. So my next car, what? again, from the extreme to something which used to be very affordable, and now the prices of these things are going madly out of control. An original Mini Cooper S in almond oh. green with oh, a white yeah. ring. Oh. And... Yeah. Mini light wheels. Yeah, absolutely. All yeah. of that. All of that. Everything you imagine about this car is just yeah. one of those because they're still a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know how much they're you? going for? It is crazy. They're, they're into on. the teens now. And some really? like rally prepped X Works ones are going 25 grand plus. Really? Old minis, Probably. generally. Even a slightly scabby old mini City E from <laughs> yeah. 87 will mm. get four figures easy mm. if it's vaguely usable. Old minis, mm. because I guess so many of them have rotted, have become incredibly collectible. And maybe people are just realising that, you know, actually there is something really wonderful about that. Exactly. About a car that is that mini, you know, unlike the newer ones, which which are great cars in their own way, but they're not super compact 
And, and not even actually, compact, never mind super yeah, compact, yeah. the current flock. Um, I'll move quickly on, just another, I've seen quite a lot of British cars on here. Ah, uh, not surprised. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this earlier before we started recording. The Jaguar XJC that Steed had in the new Avengers, oh, the broad yes. speed one with the big fat arches on it and no bumpers. The big cat, they called the, it. Yeah, I'd have one of those. Now, this was a Jaguar one. XJ6 two-door coupe 12 possibly 12 it would have been the 12 but the two-door coupe yeah, version of that arches yeah, and very just looked like a, it looked like a touring car but it wasn't it was just a one-off they built it I think it sort of weirdly disappeared sometime in the 80s I don't know where that car is now it was a one-off mm. however there's a company called KWE who do sort of modernised XJS's and 70s and 80s Jags and yeah. I spoke to the bloke who owns it about something else and he said yeah we could build you a replica of one of those find a nice sound XJC and we'll have a crack, but it would cost you about hundred grand. But as we've established, it's I am now, so in this can... fancy world, massively wealthy. So that is what I would do with my money. I'd have something made, not quite as fantasy as Gareth's, but it would be something that is, you know, unique. Um, you would nice, need to be nice. fantastic with your cash, because the problem is finding an XJ coupe yes, that doesn't do. bend that's in the, the middle. That's yeah. the fantasy element. Carbon fibre reinforcement. Yeah, they can fix it up now. That's the thing. Yeah. I think they probably could. Now, the thing is, the next one is a bit of a cheek, because I've just written a Group B rally car. I don't care which one. Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, a, that's okay. RS200. Well, yeah, RS200. Is the only one I've driven, and I did yeah. find it. Have you driven it? <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bowed before you. It was actually took a while to get into because it's quite nice hard work. Thing. And I was wearing a new T-shirt that I bought only the previous week. It was green. And when I finally got out of the RS200 and got home and took my T-shirt off, my whole torso had gone green where my sweat <laughs> soaked the colour out of the brand new T-shirt. That's how much you, hard work it was. You probably stained the seats as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. But I've always had a real admiration for the Peugeot 205 T16. Yeah. yeah. And I've always had a real admiration for the Metro Six. XR4 yeah. Different. yeah and I've always had a real admiration for the Lancia Delta S4 because of that yeah. they all got merit which is why I yeah. couldn't write them yeah. down no, even no. an outside chance in Audi Quattro Sport so oh. I don't know I couldn't choose so a Group B rally car I'll have one nice idea if we, we were allowed a fantasy garage of 14 then I'd just have four Group B rally cars maybe a- five and we'd be able to hear you coming from about two miles off if you had any of those cars Gate flutter going on in the area wherever I live. <laughs> Did I'm you gonna, enjoy that? Hang on, that was that was yeah. flutter. Is this from the driver or the engine? Yeah, probably uh, both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a Fiat 500 Twin Air as, oh, as the, just because okay. there people go, "You're killing the environment, you swine!" I can go, "No, I'm not. Look at this. This is what I use all the time." Because you okay. probably would in the end. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be driving all the time. And I've also got the Fiat because I want to offset my final choice, which isn't strictly a car. It's actually a Gulfstream G6 private jet. <laughs> Um, you're right that isn't a car it's not I've checked and it's definitely not however I quite like going to other countries but I really hate long haul flying in particular I just find it really boring and no amount of in-flight entertainment and even being in posh cabin and stuff can really offset the fact I get very antsy but I like to think if I had my own plane it would make it more enjoyable so you didn't go for the Lear then? No, I gathered a G6. According to a song that was in the pop charts recently, the G6 is the thing they want to have at the moment. <laughs> Which song would that be? I There's a know. song called Fly Like a G6. Have you not heard that? No, uh, I have not. Well, you're not as hip with the kids as I am. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd known we were allowed aircraft, I think I'd have had an airship of some kind. Oh, I imagine that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you could I'm keep it at Carlings. in luxury style in my 21st century Zeppelin. I'd have a VS22 Osprey and pass it on the roof of Speed Town. I knew there was finally a choice that I had which you'd be very jealous of, and it's the fact that I've got a private jet. (laughs) Richard wins. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed with the winner, Richard Porter. (laughs) Goodbye. The other winner, Zog. Goodbye. And me, because I loved all 30 of those cars. (laughs) Can I have a bigger garage next time? See you guys. 
to send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>